Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Raymond Jang, welcome to this episode of the Australian Investors Podcast, mate. Thanks, Owen. How are you going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's always good when we get to do podcasts. Uh, and at the time of recording, I know you've just stepped off. Well, when I say just, I mean yesterday, stepped off a marathon of a podcast. Um, and we'll, I mean, the guest will be revealed in due course. But how do you find doing those longer form investors podcasts? It's definitely very interesting because you get so much out of it. There's so many insights that you can learn from experts. At the same time, it can be a bit of a marathon. I think it's it's similar to watching something like the Titanic or Lord of the Rings, <laughs> where it can go on for a bit of time. Um, but otherwise, it's yeah, it's always enjoyable to really listen to the story um, behind um, the professional, I guess, appearance of these fund managers. Mm. Yeah, we're very lucky, you and I, because we get to speak to fund managers regularly and we get to mm. hear the stories. Um, and so many of them do have really interesting backstories. It's not necessarily always this kind of standard investment banking becomes or sell-side analyst becomes fund manager. Um, some of them have really interesting and varied backgrounds. And I find that those ones are often the most interesting to talk to. Um, today, we're going to be talking about five kind of resources or websites, newsletters, just kind of anything that you can read um, as, as you're in your investing journey to kind of educate yourself, to keep yourself informed of various topics. Um, I asked you to bring five to the table. I've brought five to the table. The five resources that I've got have helped me tremendously in my investing. And so um, I just hope that I can pass them on to other people and, and you can do the same with your five. And all of these will be included in our um, Investor Bootcamp training manual, by the way. It's uh, available in the show notes in your podcast player there. Just click the link and uh, you'll be able to go through the, the Google document and download the Google Doc with all the links and a section for notes. So, mate, you've got five. I've got five. Why don't we go, you go, I go. And just tell us, you know, what's the, the resource that you've used to improve your investing? Why is it good to uh, for, for other investors to, to use it? And I guess we'll just go from there. Yeah, I think people underestimate the amount of knowledge that's actually available on the internet. There's so many resources. Mm. And this is one I stumbled across uh, a few months ago. Um, it's called Intrinsic Investing. So it's a blog that's run by uh, a few analysts um, and also portfolio managers at Assemble Capitals. So it's US-based. Um, so their fund is run by Sean Standard Stockton and Todd Wenning. Um, I understand Todd Wenning um, has a bit of a connection with you, as in there's a common um, connection in that he used to work at the Molly Fool. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. And yeah. it probably shows in their writing because a lot of their writing, it's they cover a lot of uh, investing topics, whether that be return on invested capital. Um, I really like the one where they talked about mortgaging the moat and trying to find signs that a company might be um, over leveraging their moat in that 
they're flexing too much power and um, putting too much power for the company where the customer might be losing um, in terms of value. So, um, yeah, those were some very interesting uh, pieces that were written by them. And the great thing about the website is that they've got a search function. So if there's any particular topics or um, you wanted to learn more about, they provide that. Um, it, they've got a really comprehensive database. Mm. I've come across uh, in Ensemble Capital before, and I've come across the website Intrinsic Investing Um I must admit, I don't read it as regularly as I like, but I just noticed there that you did say the Motley Fool connection. There was a video there for the Motley Fool. There's also like these short audio snippets as well, like five mm. or six minutes, which look like really digestible um, packets of information. Um, I, this is really cool. I like it. So uh, they talk about like here's them. They even share when they've appeared on other podcasts as well, which is kind of cool. So Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a... They're also happy to answer any questions. So if you have a question in your mind, um, yeah. they're happy to answer it specifically. They pick um, the most important ones or I guess the most common questions though. Yep. Oh, cool. I like it, mate. That's a good one. Uh, intrinsicinvesting.com. So links in the show notes. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting because I was thinking about this before we started recording today, how lucky I was to start my investing at The Motley Fool and learn from people who both were great analysts and great writers. And I think that's a really interesting and it's a really important combination for people because I think people that come to investing with um, the mindset of I want to make money, I find that those investors are oftentimes not the ones you want to listen to. It's oftentimes the ones that have the curiosity and that kind of like you can see it playing out with them. I find that those investors are the ones that tend to do best and tend to last in investing. Um, and it's interesting to see all these writers here just write so clearly and pick really mm. interesting topics. Um, my number one is actually um, a guy that's appeared on the show before, way back in the day, Tony Hansen from EGP Capital. He was one of my first fund managers that I started reading. I think I came across him on Twitter. Um, his primary fund has now closed to new investors, but Tony was the one you may remember if you are a long-term listener who talked about having a zero fee, uh, zero management fee on his fund and he only gets paid in performance fees. And uh, Tony is a specialist in like micro and small caps here in Australia. And what I like about his newsletter um, or his website, you can go on his website and you click the blog tab and it literally is, his blog is literally a link to his letter. So that's all that's included in the post. Um, and... What I like about him is he talks about his companies and he really describes not just the, the thesis or reason for owning them, like a lot of fund managers do, but he actually goes into detail about how the valuation works. So he might, for example, or he often does, he'll, he'll rebuild the income statement and he will show you like EBITDA margins, you know, net profit margins, dividends, and then he'll do his internal rate of return, the IRR valuation that he does. And it just shows you like clearly his thesis and how the all of the, the moving parts come together. And he does it. And this is just like a anyone can subscribe. You don't have to be a client of Tony's. You can just get the blog and get the newsletter as I do. And um, I think it's a really good read. It's just a really good read. You don't have to act on it. But if you do want to have like get ideas from it, I think it's a great way to great way to stay engaged with small caps here in Australia. So that's Tony Hansen from EGV Capital, my number one. 
Yeah, I like that process where he actually goes through step by step of how he arrives at, to that um, valuation. I think it's even, I think it gives you a good foundation or platform where you can play around yourself to, mm. to see how your valuation stacks stacks up against his. Yeah, that's it. And he's held a lot of those companies for a very long time. So um, I think that's important too. If you're studying fund managers, you want a lot of transparency around what they're talking about because obviously they just most of the time they're talking their own book, but you also want to know why and you want to, because then you can identify risks and what have you. Um, Number two for you, mate, is another person who has appeared on the podcast, one of your earliest interviews in the series. Yeah, that's right. Um, He was my first guest. So a special shout out to Wayne Jones of um, Gains Capital. So I came across him actually on Twitter and I reached out to him to get a better understanding of valuations. And so I found a lot of these um, updates on his funds. He not only provides coverage on um, specific stocks um, that have gone well, but also the ones that haven't gone well and the lessons that he's um, he's made from them. As So in terms of lessons, knowledge, and wisdom, it's a great resource to have because you almost feel like you're investing um, alongside him because um, rather than having to make those similar mistakes yourself, you essentially getting free knowledge and um, advice. Um, in a way, um, you, you can live vicariously through him um, in a way. So, yeah, um, he primarily, primarily invests in ASX stocks. So, yeah, he, um, he, that interview with him, he, he talks about like the quality of businesses and, some of the softer things that come with long-term investing, like really long-term investing, things like understanding um, CEOs, like you talked about Don Meech from um, Domino's Pizza. And he's, you can go on, and I've just got the quarterly report up in front of me now. And you, he talks about all the positions, but he also shows you like his top 10 holdings. And you can see like he's focused on quality investing for the long-term. Um, also pretty, pretty good follow on Twitter too. So, um, it was a really insightful interview. That was one of the most popular interviews from the perspective of people resharing the discussion, which is really a really good sign. So, yeah, man, that's a really, really good interview and a, a great resource for investors. If I had known that Wayne Jones was around when I started investing, I'd be a much better investor today for it. So um, a, good, a good pick. My number two is a bit of a step change. So um, it's actually the Collaborative Fund blog, which is written not just by Morgan Housel, but Morgan Housel is one of the writers that features in there. Um, we featured Morgan on the show before. I've talked a lot about him, probably talk about him every week. But <laughs> um, Morgan actually does a fantastic job on the blog of just like taking these big ideas and simplifying them down into a couple of sentences. Uh, in one of the books that he, um, I guess, you know how, I don't know what you call it, where the author of a book uh, gets other authors to write on the book and say, this is a fantastic read. Da, 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 uh, you know? yeah. yeah, I don't know what you call that. But he had a he had a statement on one book that I saw recently, like where people are getting him to comment on their books. And it was um, paragraphs and books don't, uh, don't change people's lives, sentences do. And mm. Morgan has this tremendous ability to just take this really complex idea, sum it up in one sentence. 
And I think for investors, we often get stuck in spreadsheets or we get stuck in numbers, but he does a great job of bringing, making it personal and also making it simple, like seeing the big picture, making it simple. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we investing this way? And the collaborative blog used to be my daily read. Every morning I'd read one blog from collaborative fund and one blog from the Farnham Street blog, which by the way, is my number three. So I may as well just jump into that. Um, Farnham Street blog is written by Shane Parrish. And again, a fantastic, fantastic writer, a former intelligence officer uh, based in Canada, also a venture capitalist. And you would go to the Farnham Street blog, fs.blog, because he talks about um, mental models. So all of the mental models, he's trying to create like a, a resource, a library of how to use mental models. And he has this thing, and you mentioned like all of the information that's available on the internet. Um, he has this thing where he basically says, I'm trying to master what other people have already figured out. Mm. And then that's where the other comment that I said off air before comes to mind. He's trying to master what other people have figured out. And it goes in hand in hand with this quote that's, if you don't, a man with a man or a woman with no master has a fool for a master. And I think that's, these are two quotes that are really important to understand in the context of investing is that so many other great investors, probably millions, have gone before you. Many of them have unique experiences and insights that you should be learning from. So the quicker you can do that, the better you'll be in the long run. And this is one of the, the, the reasons that you need to do this as soon as possible is because time is your friend as an investor. So the quicker you can learn, the quicker you can start making better decisions. The one place that people go wrong, in my opinion, is they lack the humility to say, I don't have the answers. I'm going to let these other people give me some insights and I'm just going to take them as they come. Mm. And a lot of new investors don't do that. Um, and I didn't do that. I didn't do that soon enough, at least. And so resources like all 10 of the resources that we're talking about now are an attempt by us to help you move through that journey as quick as possible. So that's my number three was Farnham Street Blog. Number two was a collaborative fund. Mate, I kind of skipped ahead of us there. So sorry about that. But what's your number three? My number three is um, the quarterly insights that Aorus Investment Management provides um, run by Stephen Arnold, who has been a frequent guest um, that you've interviewed. Mm. Um, so he runs a global fund. So he starts off with every quarterly update with a, a great outline of what his thoughts are on the macroeconomic conditions. I think it's very important to have a pulse on that, um, even though at RAS we're bottom-up focused uh, most of the time. It's always uh, very valuable to have a good sense of you know what's going on um, around the world and also key geopolitical uh, events. Mm. And also, every quarter he does, um, well, the team does extensive research to provide insights. Um, it could be um, you know growth versus value, which is a very interesting piece on. You know, the pros and cons and what their views are on, you know, th there is no difference. Um, and return on invested capital, why um, evidence shows that, you know, return on invested capital follows, um, you know, higher shareholder returns. Mm. And one of my favourites is probably their research that they've done on 
the hundred biggest companies um, to to evaluate the effectiveness of the large acquisitions. It's something that I often refer to when I do come across you know, an investment idea where the company's been um, acquiring aggressively uh, big acquisitions, and yeah, it's very empirical based. So it allows you to you know, find additional resources that they've uncovered as well, and you can form your own opinion. He's mm. that those quarterly updates are fantastic, and the fact that the all of the portfolio positions are also shown, you can see how um, it all comes together from their investing philosophy and portfolio perspective. Um, I also the re- you know what Raymond the reason that I liked other than just the way he presents ideas the reason that I liked having Aorus on the show so much is the transparency. So when we do these interviews with fund managers, oftentimes we don't have any more information than anyone else has. Um, And so we, as podcast hosts and as a network, we have to be careful, right? Because if, if one of the fund managers does something that, you know, reflects badly on us, then, you know, that's, that's an issue for us. So we have to take care in who we allow to come on the show. And I find that every time they come on, they're really, honest and open with their investments. And, you know, this is the crazy thing about Aorus, if I can say this. You could just go and buy the 10 stocks that they talk about. You could. But people pay them because they pay them for those insights and the ability to for their analyst team to continually monitor them and do a great job at it. So, yeah, I think it's one of the, for global equities, it's one of the best follows for investors to learn from and get insights as they go. It's, yeah. Great one. I'm glad it's in your top five. Um, I'll go, speaking of global equities, I'll stick on the theme and go with Lakehouse Capital, um, started by Joe Mager and Donnie Buchanan. Um, Joe's since left. He's gone back to the United States with his family. And uh, Donnie's now in charge and he's got some great investors alongside him. Um, I learned so much from Joe and and even from Donnie. You know, Donnie come from The Motley Fool as well. And between the the small cap fund, small companies fund, and the global fund, um, you get you get to see how a simple investment philosophy distills into investment strategy. And you, you can see how they straddle two totally different spectrums of the investment universe. You've got large cap, often mega cap, and then you've got um, small, small cap companies here in Australia. And you can see how both, like the philosophy still sticks, even though they're totally different ends of the spectrum. Um, I also think, one of the best things new investors can do if they're by themselves is actually use these fund manager letters as a free screening tool. If you like the fund manager and you think they have, they're genuine and they have transparency and integrity, you can look at the monthly letters, see what they have to say, put those companies on your watch list um, and see if you come to the same conclusions. And who knows, even to, oftentimes, you can just reach out to them and say, hey, I've been researching the company that you wrote about and here's a risk. Did you guys consider this? They might not get back to you, but they might. I think it's a good exercise in any case. So that's Lakehouse Capital. I know investors get um, video webinars and that sort of stuff as well. Um, but even if you're not a client of Lakehouse Capital or an investor, you can still get their blogs and view the monthly reports. Yeah, I think to your point about transparency, I think that's what I like about the investing webinars that Lakehouse runs. Um, They're happy to answer any questions from 
the investors themselves and it's available for the public. So mm. any any answers that you know that might be um you know controversial, it's it's recorded. So and they're happy to back themselves. Yeah, for sure. It's a good one. Um okay, mate, what's your number four? My number four is probably a very underfollowed website and probably not many people have heard of them. Um, quality compounders. So it's a website and it's also a model portfolio that is run by a couple of um, experts in the Morgan's research team. So oh, it yeah. seems like they, yeah, so, so they run a model, model portfolio for clients. Just, Sorry, what was that? Yeah, no, I do. I remember this because, yeah, this is um, where a lot of these big names are from, like Sam Paradise, Alex yeah. Warner, like Lachlan Morgan. Like, yeah, a lot of these names I've seen before. I remember you sharing this with me. Sorry, I totally interrupted that. <laughs> no, that's no, all good. Um, yeah, I really enjoy their quarterly updates. Uh, so it's quite comprehensive um, given it's not a fund itself. It's more of a model portfolio, but they disclose a lot of information about the stocks that, you know, that are in the portfolio, but also ones that they're looking at. They even disclose the number of meetings that they've had for companies that are on their watch list. Um, so it, if you're looking for investment ideas, they invest in high quality compounders that have pricing power and also founder led. So those are the two main uh, characteristics of these companies. Um, and also they run a blog where um, every now and then they write about anything mm. investing. So whether it be good habits, um, there's a couple of posts about Sintas, which is the famous um, underfollowed story, success story. Um, I think they just, it was a uniform company um, run by a family and became really big in the US. Um, another one is McDonald's and they post about books they've read. So, yeah, I do enjoy reading um, their commentary. It's uh, very short and also um, entertaining at the same time as well. Yeah, great, great recommendation, um, reading recommendation there. Um, so my final one, my fifth one, I've got a few bonus ones which I'll throw in after you're done, you're done with your fifth, um, is one that's grown on me more recently, and it's actually the Footnotes Analyst, footnotesanalyst.com. And this is, um, I can read you their bio on their website. So it says, our objective is to give insights into corporate reporting that go beyond simply discussing accounting standards. So you can already sense this is going to be a bit of a nerdy one. Uh, number two, tackle equity analysis issues in a practical way that educates and informs. Number three, provide innovative thinking on applying valuation techniques. Number four, show why it is important that you read the footnotes to financial statements. And this this website is actually was actually started by um, two friends and colleagues, former colleagues, uh, Steve Cooper and Dennis uh, Julens from UBS Investment Research, and they have this like career that spans financial reporting and equity analysis. And the reason you would go to this website is if you are an analyst already, or if you are an investor who understands valuation and all of these things and accounting, but you think, what's this thing? I don't understand what this means. Um, you would go to that website to see if they've got something. Um, so, yeah, like they do, like this is these are the last two blogs. And it gives you a sense of, and you can subscribe to the newsletter, by the way. Um, these are the last two blogs. And I just read the titles. 
EBITDA-AL, more letters but no insight, analytical insights from DCF value analysis, and it just goes on and on. And these are like, so these are like proper deep dives into how accounting and valuation works. Um, I think it's a fantastic resource. Some of the, what they do, which is fantastic, is they actually, at the bottom of many of their blogs, they'll actually have examples and you can download the Excel spreadsheets. Um, so it's just really insightful in that you get all of the kind of education from it, but then they also give you practical examples, which you can take away and do yourself. So like I referred a, a CFA qualified analyst um, to this website the other day to answer their question that they had on, value, on a new valuation technique. So um, super, super geeky, gets into the weeds, but if that's your jam, that's the website, the footnotesanalyst.com. So it links in the show notes as well. That's my number five, mate. Uh, what's your number five? My last one is probably a very well-known one to a lot of uh, people, um, even non-investing people. So Australian Financial Review. Um, it's got all the news that um, I think um, you need about investing, business, politics, macroeconomic news, um, mm. latest technology, latest trends. I think it's very important to be on top of not just investing news, but but general news, um, like in general. Um, mm. Too many generals in that statement, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the journalists at the AFR are underappreciated as well. Um, they do a lot of good work, like Jonathan Shapiro, uncovered that massive uh, big on fraud. Um, so mm. that that would have been very insightful for a lot of people. Um, retail investors were uh, may have been, you know, drawn to um, popular stocks like big on. Um, so it's, it can act as a scuttlebutt as well if you're doing your own research on particular companies. Mm. Um, I also think it's a good way to really understand what's going on yeah, on a global basis, um, political events, um, macroeconomic mm. issues, um, how does that impact your current investments or potential investment ideas that you're, you're analysing? Um, there's also a lot of industry news that might be um, relevant to whatever companies that you're researching into. Um, and... Yeah, like latest trends on fashion, tech, and lifestyle is is probably you know one of the most important things I found. Like after like Afterpay, everyone talks about Afterpay. If you have been reading a lot of the articles about all these, you know, the next generation, new generation uh, people using Afterpay, like it was right front and center, like in one of the biggest news publishers. Mm. So staying on top of what people are doing is is probably you know, very important. Mm. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, the AFR is the best financial news source in Australia. There's no question. Like it's, yeah, it's it's often pretty well balanced. Um, there are a few journos that I would say put, push the line in terms of, um, you know, in terms of making things a bit more personal than they probably need to be. But um, for the most part, for the majority of the journos at Australia, financial review they're brilliant and um you may as well subscribe to it if you're an investor um the they also i just checked then as you were talking they also offer a student subscription if you are at university or something so that's worthwhile 
um, looking into as well. The, you know, this is all just about having the right tools available to you and information is, is by far the most important thing for investors. And um, yeah, the, the best website for news. So great, great rec. I know it's probably not what people expected. They probably wanted us to uncover some small cap <laughs> fund manager that they've never heard of, but the AFR is like the elephant in the room and it deserves to be mentioned. So I might just give some honorable mentions up on the end here to um, Claude Walker from Rich Life. I spoke to him on the show recently for the Investor Bootcamp series. He started his own independent news sort, uh, site, which is fantastic. Um, covers everything from lifestyle to equities. Um, there's also, this is not really a website, although it is a website. It's actually started as a YouTube channel. It's called Breaking Into Wall Street. Uh, and it's a thing called Mergers and Inqu- Inquisitions. This is um, a YouTube channel and website that teaches you again about valuation. So it covers everything from like, how do you do working capital to what do I need to do to prepare for an interview and um, all these different things. Like I want a job in the investments industry. How do I do that? It's a US um, uh, website and channel, but it's still very relevant. I used it when I was learning. Like if I learned something at university about finance and I was so bamboozled by the jargon, I just go to this website and solve that for me. Um, And then the final one that I might mention is actually more for, actually it's for everyone, which is, the ETF providers' websites. So oftentimes when you go to an active fund manager's website, you get fund updates, like monthly updates, you get quarterly updates, whatever. You get stock analysis and maybe if they're uh, doing videos or podcasts, they share them. But when you go to an ETF providers' website, it's a bit of a different experience because what you tend to get is like white papers and you get um, industry reports and those types of things because they're not so much focused on individual stocks or strategy. They're mostly focused on... Like this is a statistical analysis of the market. So for example, like on the Van Eck website, if you go to their ETF that focuses on quality, there's a white paper for that ETF. Uh, and it talks about all the different factors and how factors perform in certain market conditions. Or um, you go to, I don't know, ETF securities or BD shares websites, and they talk about thematic ETFs. There'll be an industry report there and you can follow the footnotes through to the original report and all that sort of stuff. So I find that really valuable if I'm learning about industries or sectors. Um, Of course, there are many other ways to do that, but that's like a shortcut I find. So those are my honorable mentions. We are also doing another podcast on um, software, on platforms, on solutions and tools to help you do your analysis. So this is this episode today is more about like the the, the websites and the, the newsletters you should be subscribed to um, to help you become a better investor. It can get pretty overwhelming with the news, but um, for the most part, these resources that we've listed, um, are probably you could probably fit them into an hour a day or 45 minutes a day if you wanted to, uh, to keep yourself informed and to learn as you go. Raymond, when do you find time to to read and to do all that? Do you, like, do you do before work, after work? I mean, I know you get to do it during work too, but where, where do you find time to do it? Um, I usually wake up pretty early in the morning, so I tend to um, tag them or and then put them into a certain bucket on Gmail and then just go to the bucket and see um, and just read through them. Um, mm. So And then if I have time on the weekend, then I tend to just just read on the weekend. Mm. You, you read a lot of books too, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's really good to understand what's going on on around the world though um just to keep a pulse on what's going on around the markets but also generally um, as well well 
Mr. Raymond Jang, thank you for taking some time to join me on the series, the Australian Investors Podcast. No, it was great. To, I think I'll add a couple of those uh, resources to my list as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really thankful. Yeah, great, mate. Thank you. And as always, you'll be able to find links to Raymond's Twitter and to all of the show notes and resources uh, in your podcast player. Just click the button and or click the link and there it is. So uh, thanks for listening. Raymond, again, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Owen.